0: has lost a lot of subscribers after they raised prices times are tough it's gotten so bad they only released eight hundred movies yesterday
1: I like that joke. So that's David Spade. His new show is on already? Yeah, debuted last night. Okay, and he has vowed he's not going to do Trump stuff because he said he doesn't want to turn off half of America. Mm. In fact, he's kind of tired of the whole political thing, and he's going to stay away from it. Avoiding
2: kind of n- political and news in the in the traditional sense and just going with the, the
1: pop culture. He made fun of headline stuff. There could be an opening there. There could be a lane there, as
3: they say. Mm. And what's it called? The David Spade Show or something like that? Uh, it's terribly unoriginal. I will, uh, I will get that for you in a moment. Eh, you can figure it out. Do you, know, I, uh, uh, do you know about uh, the search engines? You can find. I'm going to set my DVR for that one. I almost said g-g-g-g, but I didn't say that. I'm not going to say that ever again if I can avoid it. G-g-g-g is evil. God, I was at the duck, um, duck Duck Go it, or what's the other one that protects your privacy? I think that's uh, the one. Startpage. Oh, yeah,
1: it's a new one to me. I was at the Target the other day, and while my kids were looking at the Legos, I was over uh, browsing in the electronics aisle to kill time and, and looking at the uh, the fancy Samsung phones. Which we've got a friend who says he was a lifelong Apple guy and switched to the Samsung phone. Says so it's absolutely just amazing, and it is incredible. I was looking at it. Geez, mm. it's it's edge to edge screen and edge the, edge. He said, and the, edge edge, and the color on it made my iPhone look like black and white. Really? really? Wait a minute. It's just amazing.
3: Didn't we decide colors bad though? It makes you addicted. But.
1: I just, I can't get, I can't do it because I can't go Google. You, I have to be a Google person. Oh. You, you have to do everything Google, and I'm just not doing it. I'm not going to be a Google person. Right. Because they are evil. Right. So that's what's going to keep me with the iPhone.
3: Um, a you know, of it's things. funny. We have the story. Uh, these seven apps are the, uh, iPhone apps are the worst for privacy. Hmm. Number one, I'll tell you, this is Facebook. There's a shock. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, But but the rest of the list is so revealing. And it's uh, kind of about the particular apps, uh, but it's also about the way apps work in general. Well, go ahead. Tell me. Well, okay. Number two is basically every flashlight app. And this is from ink.com It's pretty, you know, respected. Mm, why uh, don't I just use the flashlight on my phone? Are they better somehow? So, yeah, there are some that have more features and people okay. like them. I, don't, I haven't looked at one in one years. my but phone always does the trick for me. Especially what? since, according to a 24 or 2014 report from Wired, most of them only exist to harvest your personal sure. information yeah. for marketing purposes. I'm honestly not even sure why Apple still allows these in the App Store, uh, writes the guy from Inc. Especially more since there's a f- flashlight
1: on your phone. Um uh this from the hill. This is just across Rand Paul says he would help pay for a ticket to send Omar to Somalia. Remember that whole flap from a week ago? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's uh Rand Paul said he offered to help purchase plane tickets for Representative Ilhan Omar to visit Somalia, saying it might make her appreciate America more.
3: She's about as ungrateful as you can get, he said. Wow. That's some strong talk. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you hear what she said? Blasted back? No. She retweeted praise for the neighbor who attacked him.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Well, that's Trumpian.
3: Yeah, boy. We're. Uh... I believe that praise came from Tom Arnold? E- e- yes. 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 that Tom Arnold? No, now, so wait a minute. Wait hold,
1: wait a hold minute. on. Thank you so much to Tom Arnold. Hold on. Wow, it's all coming full circle.
3: Now, some on Arnold's our, birthday. Some of our listeners have already done a couple of bong hits. And they're thinking I am just too stoned. I mean, I'm trying to listen to A and G, but they're like trying to tell me that Ilhan Omar, that Muslim girl, retweeted Tom Arnold, <laughs> who liked the guy who attacked. Rand Paul, because Rand said she's flat as Somalia. Who said something I'm in agreement st- with Trump's what the media says is a racist statement? Tom Arnold, I'm too stoked. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I, you know, boy. every when I when I think our politics has just gotten as dumb as it can get, I'm well, I'm humbled. So I'm there's humbled there's the tweet uh, from
1: Tom Arnold. Imagine being Rand Paul's next door neighbor and having to deal with at Rand Paul lying cowardly, circular, whiny bullcrap about lawn clippings. No wonder he ripped his toupee off.
3: Oof. That's unkind.
1: That's that's fine for Tom Arnold to say that he's he's Tom Arnold, but it is uh, it's uh, that's something that uh, she retweeted that. Right. Wow, yeah. we are we are really into no rules territory. We have gone just Thunderdome. We, we were going that <laughs> direction beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> we were already going that direction before. Trump ever even announced. He certainly accelerated it. Oh, my gosh, yes. But now everybody's joined in. Everybody's joined in. There's nobody, almost nobody, responsible enough to say, I'm going to try to slow this down. The media has decided, you know what, we'll just pick a side, and we'll call things racist, or we'll just pick sides. And the TV shows have done that, and and just everybody's just, there's no rules. Right. No
3: rules. Right, right. Uh, So what uh, the Randy man actually said was, I've met people who've come here from behind the Iron Curtain. They got away from communism. They're some of the best Americans we have because they really appreciate how great our country is. And then I hear Representative Omar say, a- America's a terrible place. Well, she came here and we fed her. We clothed her. She got welfare. She got school. She got health care. Then lo and behold, she has the honor of actually winning a seat in Congress. And she says we're a terrible country. I think that's about as ungrateful as you can get. Wow. Uh, I, uh, and And she committed immigration fraud, too. Um, and so let's see, uh, he, what's it? Oh, uh, Ryan said, so while I'm not saying we forcibly send her anywhere, I'm willing to contribute to buy her a ticket to go visit Somalia. And I think she could look and maybe learn a little bit about the disaster that is Somalia that has no capitalism, has no God given rights in a constitution has about seven or d- seven different tribes that have been fighting each other for the last 40 years. Then maybe after she's visited Somalia for a while, she might come back and appreciate America more. Amen to that. Amen to
1: that. She retweeted Tom Arnold. So I had a political thing. I'll save that because that's probably enough politics. And I I stand
3: by my words. She did commit
1: immigration fraud. um, Fake marriages. uh, Rahm Emanuel, chief of staff to Barack Obama with a lesson for the candidates that are on stage tonight. We'll get that later this hour. I wanted to hit you with this because I thought it was pretty funny. New York Times, a recession is coming. Here's where you'll see it first. So So we have the longest economic expansion in American history everybody's looking for the opportunity to say the recession has started, both because it makes you seem smart if you predict it, and two, it would be bad for Trump. So right. obviously a lot of people are enthusiastic right. about that. Yep. But here's my favorite part of this article. Uh, he uh, jaws a little bit about whether or not we could be in a recession, and there's a chance we are, and blah, blah, blah. I'm back and forth as economist, and says, one caveat. Economists are notoriously terrible at forecasting recessions especially more than a few months in advance. In fact, it's possible that we have already been in one. We're already in one. We don't know it. Historically, the best that forecasters have been able to do consistently is recognize when we're already in a recession. Thank you for that. So even after all this economic theory... And all the smart people with their uh, the, the computers crunching numbers and everything like that—they're still terrible at it. Kind of like meteorologists.
3: Um, right. And they're good at telling you it's raining now. Correct. But that's uh, that's about as good as they can do. This dog has an aggression problem. Which dog? The one biting me now. That's economists. How do you like that? Oh, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> people you know how can you blame economists they got reporters bugging them every day what do yep. you think when's the recession when's the when's things going to go bad i mean because this trump economy it's got to end soon like we got to end it soon what can we do well like don't we firebomb general motors would that cause a recession let's do it well like
1: i said yesterday there was a guy in the usa today say there's no reason it's going to end soon but and i said but of course if this guy knew if he was able to predict these things he'd be the richest person on planet earth if you could with even Even, like, probably, like, 60% uh,
3: success rate of predicting these sorts of things, timing the market, you'd be the richest person on the planet. 60% success rate one day in advance. That's all it would take. Never mind looking down, I believe it will be next June. No, never mind that. Just if you think, oh, we're about to be in a recession. One day in advance, you'd be... Rich is God. But the thing all those economists do say, and
1: this is worth remembering,
3: it is like flipping a coin.
1: They don't, an economic growth that doesn't wear out, it doesn't run out of steam or something. It's like if you flip a coin ten times in a row, you get heads. The next coin flip is not more likely to be heads or less likely to be heads. Sure (laughs) it is.
3: You're still, where are you are today? Mm -hmm. And today, everything's looking strong. Yeah, I would point out there is the concept of a business cycle. Sure. Things grow and follow trends, and at some point you're fully saturated with X, and so you move to Y, and that causes uh, the business cycle, although many of those bets were established in the 20th century when things moved much, much more slowly and, and in different ways, and so a lot of those bets are no longer relevant. And those metrics are still different than some sort of arbitrary shelf
2: life of, it's been good for this long, therefore it must end.
0: There's no expiration
3: date on on that. Right. There used to be kind of because things moved slowly enough that you could predict with some accuracy when a business cycle would end. But now the information economy, forget it. So
1: the best economist can only tell you when it's happened
3: that it's happened. I got to become an economist. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Low standards, man. That's what I'm all about.
1: (laughs) What Exactly. You here for.
3: So I'm a heart surgeon. Like 80 percent of my patients die, but they just keep sending them in. That's what it's like being an economist.
1: Will the candidates on stage tonight for another Democratic debate take the warning of Rahm Emanuel, who was the chief of staff for Barack Obama and helped him get elected? I don't know. We'll see. That's one of the interesting things I'm looking
3: for. I would guess it will be as if they are different people.
1: Could be. We'll have that advice coming up, among other things, on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A teenager from Pennsylvania won the Fortnite World Cup and a $3 million prize. This is the most money a kid's ever gotten to play video games that wasn't on Michael Jackson's lap. (laughs) Oh, hey, hoo ha!
1: From the new David Spade show, I was just so unfair. I was just watching the highlights of that up on the Today Show, and they got the kid on, and it has all the looks of a sport, a major sporting event, I guess, because it is. I mean, it looks exactly like when somebody wins an NBA title. It was a giant arena full of people and confetti going off, and him holding a giant trophy over his head and people cheering like crazy. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. And it's a bigger deal than the motion picture industry now.
3: Video games.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is it's, it's something.
2: You, there will go, there's going to be a trend in headlines over the next 6 months to 18 months of uh, the biggest ever video game prize pool like this was the the $3 million Fortnite thing was the first one, but there's already tournaments that have planned bigger prize oh, pools. There's the, going to be record-breaking prize pools for these sure. things. Sure, well, the on. amount
1: of attention that this kid and the game has gotten, there's
3: got to be people willing to to say, "I'll put that money up." Oh, it cost you many, many millions of dollars to get this much publicity. Oh, if you bought a billion
1: it, billion dollars worth of publicity for the sport and the kid and the game. Uh, Off of spending 3 million bucks If you could get
3: Donald Trump to say something about the game That was vaguely racial <laughs> You could get 100 trillion dollars worth yeah, of publicity no kidding. So one just kind of caveat
2: to the, the professional video gaming industry There's going to be a lot of video games that put out Quote unquote their pro leagues And it's going to be easy to Oh that's their professional leagues Where these are much more promotional leagues These are their promotional budget This is their promotion department that these tournaments are a way for them to get people to talk about it and while they there are those that can make professions out of it it's important to remember that the the pro is much more likely to stand for promotional than professional huh
1: uh i have not told my son that there is a kid that won 3 million dollars playing video games because uh, it's yeah <laughs> it's already uh, hard to keep him from wanting to do that all day long so uh
3: Glad to hear he's got the capitalism bug, though.
1: If he could make any argument, if he could make any reasonable argument for, no, I'm not wasting my time, then he's really, in, in his own mind, and he's really in good shape. So, uh, debate tonight, round one. <laughs> it's Communist Night. You got Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Right boot edge edges in there for a little color, and then down on the end, my girl. I'll
2: tell her girlfriend you were so on.
3: <laughs> Marianne. Wackatoo. Marianne Williamson. Marianne's my
1: girl So uh, that's why I'm going
3: the I just tonight. hope she unleashes some good stuff I hope they let her jab her Because I mean, the networks take themselves way too seriously And they are trying to have the politicians Answer questions about policy Boring I Have the, the crazy
1: lady spout <laughs> off <laughs> But anyway this is what Rahm Emanuel Said on ABC this week the other day
0: Take one issue We have a 25 point advantage over President Trump on health care We're talking about taking away 150 million people's private health care, and the first thing we're going to do is we're going to give undocumented people the health care? How about the 35 million Americans who work, who are one illness away from financial bankruptcy? Talk to them.
3: Focus on them. They're going to vote. Wow. Shut up! Shut up. So he Somebody was, make him stop talking.
1: He was the chief of staff for Barack Obama and helped, uh, you know, uh, finagle through the whole Obamacare thing and everything like Mayor that. Mayor of
3: Murderville, Chicago.
1: He's also smart enough to realize that there's practically no constituency in this country, including among Hispanics,
3: right, for free health care for illegals. Just loud, soft heads who the news puts on the news because it's exciting.
1: So he tweeted later in the day, because I really think he's trying to get to the candidates on the stage because he is a Democrat and wants to beat Trump. He tweeted later in the day, before our party promises health care coverage to undocumented immigrants, a position not even Ted Kennedy took. Let's help the more than 30 million Americans who are a single illness away from financial ruin. He's trying to reach, well, practically, well, he's trying to reach the candidates on something that is almost universally uh, agreed upon, that health care for illegals is crazy. So uh, the, the most interesting thing to me tonight is and tomorrow night is, uh, do they go further down that road, or are they gonna all go gonna walk it back with the help of CNN? Is CNN gonna like tee them up to walk this stuff back?
3: Yes, absolutely, they will, and it's fairly easily handled too. And this is, you know, this is the way politics works. But if I'm one of those Democrat candidates who, in cowardly and idiotic fashion, raised my hand in support of universal health care for illegals, I'd say my position has been represented. What I'm for is compassion. If a sick child, be they documented or undocumented, shows up at the emergency room, I want that child treated. I want that child to know we're a compassionate people. I want the, oh, I'm out of time. Well, I've said my piece. Yeah, you use a self-righteous tone of voice and fine. People vote emotionally. They'll, they'll buy it.
1: The DNC was smart to say no more yes or no, no more raise your hand sort of things. Because the the question clearly is, after a lot of talk and you you read the Rahm manual quote and various things, they say, right now, how many people are for free health care for illegals and make them do it again? That'd yeah. be that'd be good TV.
3: Yeah, it also would oh. be good uh, to try to figure out where they stand, but that's not going to happen. But CNN's completely dedicated to the idea of getting a Democrat elected, so sure. they're not going to do that.
0: What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? All the gloves off for some of the Democratic presidential hopefuls hoping to make a mark. We ever figure out what the origin of that phrase is? I think it was a uh, genteel times when
3: people wore gloves. Yeah. And they'd take off their gloves to punch you in the face. Or it would be for bare-knuckle boxing. Yeah, that but doesn't there make is any no sense. boxing where they start with gloves, then take the gloves that off. doesn't no, make any true. sense. Right. I thought it was hockey, because you drop your gloves. Right. I mean, if but somebody punched you with a hockey now. glove, it yeah, would yeah, hurt. But it predates hockey. I think the uh, right, genteel clearly times are weird. Oh, that reminds me. Yes. yes. That whole Colorado State, speaking of soft heads, the whole hip hip parade has its origins in Nazi Germany. Not only is that dumb and nobody cares, it's wrong. I want to hear more about <laughs> that. I forgot hip-hip-oray <laughs> is racist.
0: No. You can't say the, that what? anymore.
3: Marshall's
1: News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. Mm. Is so awful.
1: The mainstream national media and the handling of these shootings. Boy, well, I have a I have a friend who's a gun expert, like he's really an expert. He was just texting me yesterday with all the stupid things he was hearing all day long. Right. That are just completely wrong. About the gun argument. Just inaccurate. He said, isn't there anybody they can ask or talk to? Don't they have any resources for any of this information? How are they so wrong on all this stuff? They don't care. But that's not what I was... Oh, and I'm looking at the New York Post. They can't say that guy's name enough, the shooter, and put his picture on there. They're really trying to make a Billy the Kid sort of
3: hero out of him. The idea that they can profit from that gleefully and knowingly. And not put a bare human breast on the front cover. Just goes to show you the odd brand of Puritanism we we have in the the country. I don't want porn on my newspapers, by the way. Kids, a newspaper is a website they used to print for some reason. Anyway, I'm not saying that. It's just astounding what's okay and what's not.
1: So I didn't even mean to bring up those two uh, well-worn complaints about the media's handle of, of mass shootings. It's the way they deal with local media when the national media rolls into town. We have uh, the account of one reporter from Gilroy, California, coming up. And it is, it's its is—it's—it's something. These national media people who are freaking vampires. Oh, yeah. Who travel around to tragedy after tragedy and stick cameras in people's faces. I don't know Mining
3: how. Mining misery for
1: profit. I do not know how you do that for a living. I couldn't do it. I could not do it.
0: I think you get there bit by bit.
1: God. Anyway, that's on the way. Right now, news with Marshall Phillips.
0: Well, President Trump has now said definitely he will be watching the Democratic debates, and he thinks Joe Biden's going to win the Democratic presidential nomination. Right now, it will be Sleepy Joe, I think. Um, I feel he'll limp across the line. Speaking of of...
1: Joe and I disagree on this, but I think he's the toughest person to beat for Trump. Yeah. But, you know, Trump might not be rooting. He might just be calling what he thinks is going to happen. Right. I don't know
0: speaking at the white house today trump also agreed that as far as biden goes i think he's off his game by a lot that's true
3: biden you won. know jack you're you're like a guy getting all excited because your team's down by a run in the middle of the night uh, the bottom of the ninth the middle of the ninth um <laughs> the bottom of the ninth time to get beer yeah and the announcer uh, says uh, stepping into pinch hit babe ruth and here's the Babe Ruth, the all-time home run changel. Oh my god, Bambino! He's a clutching- he calls the shut. But it's Babe Ruth's bones! It's just bones in the batter's box! That's what Joe Biden is. He's barely animated bones. Well, and it's a little
1: uh, it's a little probably unrealistic to refer to the former Joe Biden as Babe Ruth <laughs> since he's run twice and never got above 2%. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? When he was in his prime, right. he got 2%. Right? I'm just thinking I still think in terms of the whole getting that working class, voted for Obama, then voted for Trump, getting him to go back to the D's. I think Biden would be great at that if he if,
0: if he lives that long. Yeah. <laughs> or, Authorities claim that a Seattle software engineer was responsible for the hacking of Capital One and obtained the personal data of over 100 million people in what appears to be One of the biggest breaches of a big bank in history. Come on, get to the key point. Girl power.
3: Paige Thompson. What do you mean, only men in STEM? This is a young woman making something of herself.
0: (laughs) Paige Thompson, a former Amazon software engineer, was caught by Seattle authorities after leaving, they say, an extensive digital footprint of her alleged crime on the Internet, including boasting about it on the Internet. She is now charged with one count of computer fraud and abuse. And according to the court documents, which uh, says she also goes by the handle Erratic, Thompson worked for the cloud hosting company that Capital One was using for a time. Now, Jack, you asked because you said you are a Capital One uh, I am. A what's, customer. what's in your wallet? The most important thing you can do to limit the possible damage that the fraudsters can do to Stop you? Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> no, not that. You need to freeze your credit. Mm. Security experts unanimous: credit freeze is an essential step to protect your data.
1: Didn't we learn last time after the Experian thing, we're supposed to freeze, freeze our credit all the time, and then only unfreeze it if we need it? Yeah, that's what yeah.
3: Judy and I do. Um, for like, there can be no new credit established. Mm. I mean, you can. I
1: I haven't established new credit in so many years. I don't need it
3: open. You can drunkenly go to Costco and buy a kayak if you want. um, But, (laughs) no, you can't, like, take out a loan. There's the uh, gallon question. uh, She's got that kind of heroin look to her. I'm not saying she's on the junk, but. She does. She does look uh, like her her health is not great for her age. There she got her blue hair. But
1: employee. so so an
3: employee of one of yes. these companies Except can, it was an employee of a contractor. So it's like an extra layer of, no, I don't know who's handling your stuff. Why do you ask? <laughs> I mean, right. And
1: this is how our supposedly valuable personal data is handled.
3: Yeah.
2: When companies as big as, as Capital One outsource things like this, imagine what sort of things small companies do when they bring in, oh, no, we need some app. We need digital interfacing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll pay this well, company that, that to be Russian our app guy, producer. guy, he can yeah. do
1: it. And that guy from North Korea. You two oh. work on it. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Meanwhile, you might want to leave your Apple products outside your bedroom these days. A quality control contractor telling The Guardian that Apple's Siri, the automated assistant, routinely records people having sex along with discussing sensitive information. No way. Siri, you horny little minx. Siri, built into the iPhone the apple watch and the HomePod smart speaker we just misunderstood what the apple watch meant hey now <laughs> i get it the contractor says these recordings of sensitive information are accompanied by user data showing the location contact details and app data so in what circumstances does this happen the uh, the person said the inadvertent recordings were most often made by the Apple Watch.
1: Well, this sounds like a sexy way to say it's recording regularly yep. all the time. Yes. To throw in the fact that you having sex or whatever is just to get headlines or to make you put it on the news. It just records, which I've been saying forever. If, if a device can record, it's going to record. You yep. know they're going to do that. Mm. And we're not stupid. Who's going to watch the watches? That's what I say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, I get it. Not sure I love it. Apple says uh, less than 1% of the recordings get randomly reviewed by its contractors to improve Siri That's what they're doing. They're, Im-
1: they're improving the dictation. That's yes. why they're listening to your private conversation. Yes. So, Mr. President, if you're listening... They're improving the product. <laughs> She's uh, on the
3: stage tonight, by the way, my yes. girl, Marianne. So, what's faster? If you have anything more esoteric to say, then, I will be home in 20 minutes. Is it faster to dictate and then fix all the bizarre er- errors? Or are you better off just typing with your thumbs?
1: Well, am I driving or am well, I walking?
3: Well, no, no, you're not driving. Okay. Because I, I keep going back and forth. I mean, some of the stuff that it changes and gets wrong are just inexplicable. I like
1: mean, when it changes into an or something like that.
3: Yeah. Why? Well, you, what? Uh, you'd think they could... You'd think there you know, artificial intelligence would be at the stage where if one makes perfect yeah. uh syntax sense right. and the other is just a complete non sequitur you'd think you could figure that you out. You wouldn't but. think
1: it'd be that high level of computing to know that in the house is a phrase and the house is not.
3: Right. There's a tiger and the house. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who would like write it, that? That complicated.
0: One last note from Apple trying to reassure us all. There's a
1: tiger in the
3: house.
0: <laughs> hey, honey, I didn't get your last text. What do you mean? You probably should go ahead and call if there's a tiger in the house. I don't know. you got to have a weapon in one hand, right? Apple trying to assure everyone that, quote, Siri responses are analyzed in secure facilities and all reviewers are under the obligation to adhere to Apple's strict confidentiality requirements.
3: I, I trust uh, the Apple more than I do oh, the no other doubt. companies. Yeah. no, no doubt. doubt. So, hey, Tim, uh, get to work on this and, and let us know how it goes. We trust you a little. As much entertainment as uh, Apple
2: has given into my life, if Tim Cook wants to get an eye full, all right, go ahead, take a look, Tim Cook. <laughs> what do you think of this? <laughs> huh?
0: Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty show, the conscience of the nation.
1: I just got this story here from the New York Post that a full forty percent of Generation Z are texting. Forty percent are are sexting. I'm sorry. Oh, not texting. That I was be... going to say. Wait a minute. Sexting. Forty oh, percent are sexting. No. Oh boy. Although if that includes like that was really hot last night and that nasty yeah, talk, that doesn't really surprise me. Can you, yeah. can, you, can, you? <laughs> oh. can you see my privates? Can you? Can you? Can you see my privates? <laughs> can you? Can you? That was my uh, seven-year-old when he was about uh, four or five. He'd come out of the bathtub running around the house,
3: naked. Yes, son. Yes, we yes, can. Yes, we can. Just like last <laughs> night. Yes.
1: And I presume tomorrow night. <laughs>
3: wow. I think so, it falls more in the category of taunts yeah. than actual inquiry. All right. right. Do right. you um, <laughs> Do you
1: want to hate the mainstream media any, even more? Stay tuned. It's difficult to imagine that's right. possible, but yes. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. The CNN Democratic Presidential Debates. Sanders, Warren, Buttigieg, O'Rourke, Klobuchar, Ryan, Delaney, Williamson, Bullock, Biden, Harris, Booker, Yang, this white guy, your uncle, Evelyn from your office, Alf, Rodriguez, Pastor, Andrew, Rodriguez with a flag, Chilabere. Inslee, me Me, Miney, Mo, Bennett, De Blasio, Hinkenlooper, Looping Hicker, some kid, this woman, your neighbor, friend, this guy, this gal, that guy you always see at the grocery store, Sanders. You did me already. And Bud. 88 candidates, a nine part mini series, the <laughs> CNN Democratic presidential debates. I wish I could hear all those jokes. What was the one got two nuts?
1: What's did you see the visual? What's the one that made the crowd go crazy? I think it was an Alf. They put Alf on on a visual <laughs> thing there. Yeah, your Alf. neighbor's friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to me, the best is
3: Hickenlooper, Lupin Loop Hicker. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Rodriguez. <laughs> what? Oh man, that
1: is pretty darn funny. Now are they going to thin the dang herd after this week? The, the standards for getting into the next round uh, a lot tighter. But and I heard so uh, far there's like six, eight that have qualified. They're thinking maybe a dozen will. But so you cut it from twenty to twelve. That's I heard pretty one good. of the that, was all, Well,
3: yeah, that is progress. Glass is half full of ne'er do wells who will never get elected, I guess. So, <laughs> whenever there's a tragedy anywhere,
1: the uh, the media swarms. Uh, in and uh, does their thing
3: we call it grief porn it is that is such a good description it's grief porn i don't know uh, is there a market for that Do some of you really enjoy that so you know there always has been like tabloidy newspapers and the the pulp magazines of old but you'd be ashamed if you were caught with one in your uh, possession because it showed you to be really lowbrow you know, you weren't concerned with the more uh, the higher things of life. You just wanted misery and crime and sex and the rest of it.
1: I've read a lot about some really awful crimes before in the details, just you know, out of whatever interest that is. But the getting in the face of people who are having the worst day of their lives—I'll never understand the entertainment value in that. I don't yeah. get anything out of that. Terrible. And it's one example at the candlelight visual they had in Gilroy, California, last night after a shooting over the weekend. There's some woman. She she kind of broke down and was crying and I don't know what her situation was but there was a there was a camera a little further out and then you could see, which got a shot of one of the cameras that was like moving in on her face. Oh look, that woman over there's crying. Get right. in close. Get a shot. Get a shot. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? You're vampires. God, you're a bad human being. You're a bad human being.
3: Mm. Do you got realize a job it? To do jack. You should
1: not sleep well at night cuz you're a bad person. Anyway, here is um a piece by a guy named Robert Eliason. He's a small-time local reporter in the Gilroy, California area. And he writes a long piece, and this is what he writes. They told me a press briefing would be happening at the Gavilan College parking lot, so I took off. That's where people were being reunited with missing family and friends. It was like walking onto a movie set. There were media vans everywhere, video cameras on tripods, bright lighting panels, reporters talking to victims, reporters checking in to their home stations, reporters talking to no one and just standing there blankly. Everything was surreal. I'm pressed, but I'm not really pressed. I'm the guy who goes out to the high school football games in Little League to fun runs and carnivals. I shoot portraits of colorful characters and local business people. You'll see me at dog shows and rodeos. The Garlic Festival, I've shot that six times so far. There's nothing globally earth-shaking about what I cover, but it all comes from the heart, just doing my best to create a record of the daily life of four or five small towns and give people some memories to share. But here I am, for fighting for a little space to shoot some pictures of a press conference. I'm standing next to a CNN guy. I get to tell a Fox guy that no, I won't move so that he can put his tripod where I am standing. I get sneered at because I'm local press, not the real thing. And I tell that guy, and anyone else who will listen, that this is my goddamn town. That I know people who are out there. That students that I have followed on the field and who had volunteered to work the festival had end up running for their lives. That one friend was standing right next to the shooter. That one friend had bullets hit the wall right behind her. That one student I had just photographed for a feature risked his life to help two girls escape. That tomorrow they're going to move on to some other thing, but I was going to be there in town covering the memorials and the vigils and the grief. And Way that I was going go, to brother. be there to see how these people coped and recovered as they tried to make sense of what they had lived through. Preach, brother. That's fantastic. So the national media swarms in, pushes the, the guy who lives there out of the way. Sneers they gotta
3: get, at him. Tell, hey, you got to move. I got to get my tripod there.
1: Because they got to get the shot. I've, I've heard yeah. police talk about that, too. You're a local cop. You deal with that neighborhood community all the time. Big crime comes in. FBI rolls in, get out of here, we're in charge now, and then they get really unhappy about that.
3: Yeah. These are
1: my neighbors that I'm trying to deal with here.
3: Right. Well, I I tell you this, back to the media thing, because it's its own peculiar phenomenon. Uh, If there's one thing, someday this show will go off the air, sooner rather than later, according to most industry experts. Uh, (laughs) But when it does, if we can leave one thought behind, it might be understand that as we're all more and more plugged in, We take in more and more of our idea of the world and our country and your state or your city or or humanity, more and more of it is through a screen, and less and less of it is directly through your own eyes and ears and hands and feet as you move about your world. More and more of it is electronic, and less and less of it is personal and first person. That distorts your view of the world so terribly, just we need to stop. We need to unplug. We need to look around us and live in our communities and, and get back to uh, uh, you know more the way it used to be. I'm in the lunchroom and reflexively, as I'm waiting for my caffeine juice to get spit out of the little machine, uh, the news somebody's turned down the news the volume. So I reached and I'm I'm going to turn it up again and I see they're going wall to wall with a couple of people got shot in Astor in a city way, way far away from where I live. Why do I need to hear? about? Why would I want to hear about that? I know there are angry people. I know people shoot each other. I know sometimes it's in stores. We've all got this horrifically distorted view of, A, the way Americans think and feel, because we get it through the lens of a 90% way-left media, and number two, we've got this idea that we're constantly in mortal danger because the worst thing that happens on Earth is shoved down our throats or into our eyes every single day. I'm telling you, it's unhealthy. I can feel my soul getting worn away. I got to do a certain amount of it. We have to do a certain amount of it to do this job. But, man, I'm I'm trying to cut down.
1: Is there any way uh, that naturally we get away from that? I'm hoping a so.
3: I hope so. Some societies just get more and more diseased and die. But I'm hoping there are enough people who, who get what we're saying and think have thought it on their own um and are thinking, yeah, I gotta unplug a little bit. This is not good for me. It's costing part of my soul.
1: I feel uncomfortable watching somebody cry who had a loved one killed.
3: I do too. How it's do you, how it's do you... not for me to be there in their face no. even vicariously.
1: Yeah. Oh. I feel uncomfortable watching on TV. How are you the camera person that gets in there close to get a good shot? You got a job to do. You get used to it. Well, I ain't doing that job. I would find a different job. They wouldn't hire you. You're a bad person if you do that. I'm telling you, you would become a bad person. Maybe you didn't start out a bad person, but if that's what you do for a living, you are a bad person now. You're Mm -hmm. a bad human being
3: making society worse. Moral drift, they call it. So a friend of mine, Dave, heard us talking about the the famous uh, saying. It was actually uh, an old uh, Roman saying, right? Who will watch the watchman? And he mentioned that when he went to college in the 80s, one of the bathrooms had that prominent graffiti, Who Will Watch the Watchmen? Underneath, someone wrote, The (laughs) Watchwomen. Simple and delightful. Sometimes
1: the answer's right there in front of you.
3: You're supposed to be watching.
1: All right. All right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful.
1: (laughs) Sort of on that topic, the things we're most likely to lie about early in a relationship, among other things I've got coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.